Welcome to Dad Rocks, a podcast for dads who love music, made by dads who love music. And now, your hosts, Josh and Joe. Hello, and welcome to Dad Rocks, the podcast about being a dad and loving music and how the two intersect in our lives. I'm Josh, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe. Hello, Josh. And our producer, Steve. Hey, guys. Today on the show, we're going to talk about Record Store Day, which is coming up on April 23rd. And because he's one of the biggest vinyl collectors we know, we've decided to invite Adam Shanker back to the podcast. Welcome back, Adam. Thank you. Nice to be back. And you, you, you are, I have to correct Josh, you are the biggest vinyl collector that I know, for sure. Definitely <laughs> that I know. Number one with the bullet. <laughs> it just worked out that way. I don't know how. I'm assuming that some of our, or a good chunk of our listeners know what Record Store Day is, but for those that don't, uh, can you explain what it is? Sure. Well, Record Store Day is um, something that was done by the music industry to help independent record stores make money and survive. Records are a lot like books where, you know, there's like big box stores that have put the little guys out of business. What Record Store Day basically tried to do was make it so that independent record stores could do well and make a living and bring people in for special reasons. You know, so what they do is they produce incredible limited edition vinyl or sometimes cassette or CD or any format releases reel to reel and um, they're very limited. So it brings people into the stores and when they're in the stores, they also buy other things that are in the store besides for what is available at Record Store Day. And it kind of gets a lot of people in the rhythm of going to these record stores, which is nice as opposed to, you know, just buying something on Amazon, which is really convenient. But it's nice to have a local record store around. It's nice to have a local bookstore around. But, you know, the, the book industry didn't really figure it out and the record <laughs> industry did. I know I've heard about Record Store Day going back to, I think, like 2010, 2009. Um, I don't know if that's when it started. But when did you first start going to them? Did you start going like the first year? And how did you find out about it? Yeah, I can't even tell you, to be honest. <laughs> um, my antennas are always up about anything with records. So, you know, I've been going for years, well before, you know, 2010. You know, I mean, whenever it started, I was probably right around then. But I can't tell you exactly when. I've missed some record store days because of, you know, you can't always go. I might right. miss this record store day, actually, hmm. um, because I might have to work. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. But it, it's, it hurts when that happens because the list comes out and you get all excited. And they're, you know, I don't really pay too, many, too much attention to everything that's on the list when the list comes out. There's usually, you know, I usually say, oh, you know, there's, I, I find five or seven things that I really like. And that's cool. So I'm going anyway. And then as it gets closer, I'm one of those people where I like to go in the store and I like to see the record. And I don't, mm -hmm. I don't need to like do all the research beforehand and know exactly what saxophone player played differently on this one than <laughs> any other recording. But as it gets closer, then, you know, all of a sudden I have friends and everybody's talking about it. And I find out, oh, yeah, there is that saxophone player that plays on this one. That would be really great. And then that's on my list or, you know, for any other reason. So then my list always grows and, you know, it's just a ridiculous amount that I spend on Record Store Day. And it's actually an investment. It's not, I don't spend the money. It's like putting your money in the bank because right. yep. a lot of, collection. A, well, a lot of the Record Store Day releases, because they are so limited, they really um, gain value. So some of them don't, but um, a lot of them do. So that's been a good investment. Better than stocks. You can't listen to the stocks. 
You know, you can't. Right. And I know that there's uh, some dudes that will go to the store uh, with the intention of, you know, sell, uh, kind of maybe not in, in the local Jersey area, but, you know, you, you hop on eBay that morning and you'll already see things for sale that, yeah. you know, not even the UK, but US because people yeah. already are, are priming to Flippers buy and it. vultures. Yeah. Yeah. There are vultures everywhere. I mean, vultures exist in this world. This, yeah, this is America and it's cool. You know, I have no problem with people who do that. I don't do that. I don't go to records today to buy something yeah. strictly to sell it. But there are people who do it. Usually they're ahead of me in line. I mean, there are people who get in line. I get in line very early. I mean, I get there at midnight <laughs> or one in the oh, morning. Yeah. And, and there are people who were there from eight o'clock the night before. So, you know, if they really want to be there that long and they have money, it's all good. But what you learn when you're in line at records today, um, it's really a kind of a party also when you get there mm -hmm. at, at that hour of the morning and you wind up meeting a lot of really great people and talking about records and everything. And what you realize is, is that you think that, you know, your record store day, your record store is only going to get like maybe two copies allocated of something mm -hmm. that's very highly allocated. Like this year, um, that's the um, Albert Ayler um, set is there's only 600 copies of it. So wow. my record store might get like two copies of that. So, you know, you get to record store day, I might get there at like midnight and there's five people in front of me and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm never, ever, ever going to get the Albert <laughs> Ayler. And then you start like just talking to people and you're like, by the way, you know, what are you hot for? And and they start telling you about the monster movie soundtrack that they can't wait to get, you know, or the, like the, the Batman thing or, you know, <laughs> some um, just, yeah, just different things that like I would never be interested in. And you, and you realize that how big records today really is because the things that I'm into have nothing to do with what somebody else might be in, into. And, you know, my like, two or three allocated things that I wanted that I thought I was never going to get are still sitting there, you know, when I walk in the door. So it's pretty cool that way. There's there's something really for everybody. Talking about getting there early, like I did it twice. I went to Scotty's Records in Summit like seven, eight years ago. Two years in a row, my friend and I got there like at five and we were like, yes, we're the 30th in line. And then, you right. know, by an hour before the store opens, it's down, you know, the line is down the street. Uh, and around the corner. And, you know, there's definitely those moments. Uh, I remember my, my friend Henry, who, who, who's who gone with me a couple of times, there was one year he wanted this Ghostbusters glow-in-the-dark vinyl that, you know, they had two of there and he did not get it. And then another year he went and bought this uh, Shoo Shoo single. And then some dude who was like 10, 10 people behind us was like, are you are you buying this? Are you buying this? Are you buying this? So like he wanted to know. And my friend got like the last copy of it. And he almost he almost sold it to the, the, the guy for a markup, but he decided to keep it and, and was happy happy about that but i mean i mean steve and joe have you guys ever been to record store day before i have been once uh well i've been to a couple ones where it was not the early like uh you know adam will always go i'll just go like the day of and support uh but two years ago um in 2020 i during the pandemic i'd done a trip to colorado and there was a place called wax tracks records and they did a thing where it was you know metered and you would just do a slot so we got there. I don't know if we were like, we were early in line for sure. And we got to go to the used record side and the new record side. And it was great. Like I, in a way, I almost wish they would do it that way. Like they would kind of meter people in and let people ex not super excitedly just gobble up everything. But I guess in a way it's that could let somebody also just gobble up everything. But I had, I really had a good time. It was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I have zero experience with Record mm. Store Day. As much as I am a music head, rock and roll, you know, lifer, as you guys know, 
I have not gone to the record store today. I've always meant to. It's one of those things I always mean to. And I, I've lived through Adam's Facebook feed for the last <laughs> uh -huh. decade. That, that, that's my experience of record store days is seeing See Adam's post saying, I'm here at midnight and I'm calculating, wait, how many hours did he wait in the pitch dark to get that record? You know, I, I admire the dedication and uh, no, I always want to go and uh, I always say this is the year and then something comes up usually with children involved in a, in a soccer tournament or something or a lack of money or both. Um, so yeah. I have not gone to record store day yet, but, and it's also a little, I got to say a little overwhelming when I look at the list, I was looking at it earlier just to, to preview. It's like, I was going to print it out. It's like 12 pages of, of, um, you know, records. So it is a lot to go through. And I feel like in years past, it's been like overhyped records and it's gotten better in that it's actual releases and not just studio leftovers or like, you know, I yeah. feel like they've gotten better in, in balancing that out. Cause that was the thing too, is I'd go and I'd be like, I want like two or three of these releases and the rest, I just want to look for, you know, new stuff or things that I want, you know? Yeah. Well, Joe, if you are around that morning, I, I, there's the place in Westwood, you can go meet me there. They usually have a, that's a small line and they have a good haul. Or if you're on, if you're at work, like I got to tell you, there was one time I was in Pennsylvania with my wife's family and I literally found a place that was like 20 minutes away. I went like a half hour before it opened thinking, you know, I'd be like a really deep line. I was like the third person in line and they had, they had great records at this like place in the middle of rural Pennsylvania. Huh. Yeah. So if you're, if you're at work, man, check out the local places yeah. and, you know, definitely, definitely Away go from New Jersey and New York is better for sure. Yeah. We can all drive to Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually this year, uh, cause it's on the 23rd, right? April 20. Yeah. 23rd. So I will be in the UK on a European vacation. Oh, that's right. So I can be going to some, you know, special uh, British record stores. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go to the third man. Go it to is worldwide. Man. You know, speaking of places to go, uh, in you know, your time going, Adam, what are your favorite places to, to go for record store day? Well, I've basically only been to two places. I was in line with you at... Um, at Scotty's, but we didn't know each other then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I was probably there earlier. You know, they're a great independent record store. They're my local record store. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I go there. I love to support them. But basically, when things are highly allocated and I want things and I'm waiting all night, you know, I want to make sure I get them. So I've been going the last couple of years to New York to Rough Trade. Um, oh, which nice. is probably the larger size independent record store, you know, but um, that's okay if I get what I need, you know, if I'm, if I'm putting the time in, then I, I want to walk away with stuff and, and they get everything, you know, they get, um, you know, good allocations of things. So if I, I get there, usually I'm probably like third or fourth in line and it's great and I get everything I want and I, I wind up spending too much money on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> How about the new rough, the, the the new location of the rough trade next to Thirty Rock? Is it is it the same? You know, um, not not the same size. I know it's a lot smaller. So, do they still get an, enough record store day releases compared yeah. to the Williamsburg location? Yeah, they get the same amount. They get the same yeah. kind of allocation, and they get a good crowd there. You know, so uh, it's good. I mean, it's the largest one in New York. Basically, that's the place you go to, if you know you have something that is very highly allocated if there's only five or 600 copies being pressed and you know, your local record store might not get any, 
you know, so you go to a place like that. You can call your record store also in advance because basically each record store actually orders what they want from the list. Mm -hmm. You know, so right. some record stores will look at the list and be like, oh, you know, bad company. I'm not going to sell any bad company. I, I don't want that. But the Grateful Dead, I could sell a lot of those. So I'm going to get order. And then they still might not get what they ask for, you know, but at least that, that that's what they're going for. And they, they definitely won't get anything that they didn't ask for. I remember hearing, I think Gary's the owner, right? At Scotty's. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I remember hearing him talk about how, you know, we put in like an order for 20 of this and we only got three. And, yeah. you know, so it really is, you know, uh, you know, mixed bag of, of what's there. And then, like you said, you got to hope that people in front of you uh, don't want it. But then there's yeah. also sometimes you roll in. I've rolled into places at noon when the crowds have dissipated and they, you know, they have extras of the thing that I want, or if you call at a certain time and you can't make it, you know, you just say, can I, can I reserve this? And at some point they'll say, yeah, you can reserve this and, you know, pick it up later. Yeah. Afternoon. Um, then, uh, you can start there. There are places around the country that have good websites that you can basically like hit their website. Some of their websites crash because everybody knows that that's the place, you know, that has a good website to easily check out. And, you know, people, because people want multiple copies. One thing about records today is if you, if I wait in line all night long, I can only get one copy of each thing. I can't go in there and buy like four copies of any particular record. So I can't go, you know, and load up on something. Um, and that's, that's a good thing, you know. Um, but then that day afternoon, then uh, they open it up and basically, you know, the record store, the record store still might not let you walk out the same day with more than one, but uh, you can go online to other record stores or, you know, there are people who record store hop, you know, and they start at one and they go to another. Some record stores open up at different times, you know. Um, there's a place in California that opens up at five in the morning, you know, and so people in California hit that place first and then they go to another place and get in line and can get in there by like nine o'clock in the morning, you know, for people who have multiple copies. I don't need multiple copies. So, yeah. you know. I've definitely, you know, gone shopping for friends before, and yeah. you know, yeah. that's, it's a, so it's some, and it's also sometimes helpful to, you know, go with a someone else if you, you know, if you need a copy for a friend who, who can't can't be there. Um, yeah. But but speaking of, you know, those records, what have been some of your, you know, most memorable or your favorites from either I guess re either record store day or the counterpart uh, on Black Friday. Yeah, I consider them all the same thing. You know, basically, there's always something. I mean, it's hard for me to pick out individual things. I can think of like the Sun Ra box set, which came out uh, three or four years ago. It was uh, everything he did in Egypt in 1971. <laughs> and it was limited. It was limited to 600 copies. And, you know, that was one, one of the record store days I couldn't get to. And so oh, I showed up at my local record store at one o'clock in the afternoon. I knew he had three copies. And I also know that Sunrise isn't exactly the most popular <laughs> selling thing. So, you know, yeah. I was surprised he even had three copies. So I said, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll be able to get it. I, I show up at one o'clock and he said the last one just sold like 15 minutes before you got oh. here. So um, those were selling for 85 bucks. I wound up having to go on like eBay or Discogs or something. And I bought it for like $280, you know, because mm. I had to have it. Because basically like once those things wind up in the hands of Sunrock collectors, they're not leaving those right. collections for a generation. Then I'll just never have it, you know. Yeah. So that's that's like my 
problem. But like, you know, there's always special things like they've been doing these releases, like the Doors have been starting to do these releases where they do each album. This year they're doing one of their albums um, where they do all the alternative takes, which is really interesting to hear stuff yeah. like that, where you can hear like the band's creative process, you know, um, or a lot of live albums that are coming out this year. They're doing one, like uh, they're doing a bunch of them, but one that I'm watching is the Bad Company one from 79. Uh, there are only 3,000 copies of that uh, being pressed. I mean, Bad Company was a great band and they never released a live album. And mm. the funny thing about live albums that people don't realize is that um, like in the 60s, bands didn't release live albums. You know, yeah, if you start right, thinking right. about the amount of live albums that were released in the 60s, you can count them on a couple fingers. And so now a lot of those things are kind of coming out. They had recordings. Some of them did like radio shows that people had the tapes for. Right. And, that uh, Little Feet one that came out on uh, yeah. Bla was it on Black Friday this year, yeah. which is the a great show. The Little Feet one was better than Waiting for Columbus. You know, yeah. it, it was it was great. The same thing with the Allman Brothers a couple years earlier at the Atlanta Pop Festival. That was better than Live at the Fillmore East. You know, and people wow. consider Live at the Fillmore East one of the best live albums ever. Or yeah. Waiting for Columbus, for that matter, um, yeah. people consider. And um, and both of those records today releases, like, just killed those other ones. So that those are really good. And, yeah. you know, The Grateful Dead always puts out a box set. You know, there's been a lot of jazz things that come out, which are always really great to get. Um, there's a Miles Davis one coming out in the June records today. But, um, you know, this time there's there's uh, Pepper Adams has been releasing stuff. Uh, different estates have kind of, like, latched onto the record store day thing. So it goes in phases. Yeah. So Bill mm -hmm. Evans has been, like, there is, his estate has been going through all kinds of live releases and it's just great i mean there's usually like two each time and you know they're a little expensive they're like 60 70 dollars um at the records today but pretty much instantly i mean jazz collectors are pretty affluent and there's very few pressed you know so you know there might be like three thousand copies pressed of these jazz releases and when you think of three thousand copies in the world of uh you know bill evans or miles davis record you know they double in value pretty quickly. That's why yeah. people, that's why the vultures come early. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you, did you say there was going to be a, cause I know during the pandemic, they did the record store day drops where mm -hmm. it was two days to limit the amount of records. So people could choose and pick. Did you say there was going to be another one in June? Cause I, I hadn't mm -hmm. heard yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one in June. Okay. That's yeah. well, we got to keep June our 8th, I believe. I don't think they did. They release the. I don't think they released the list for that yet. Right? Yes, they did. I have it oh, right they here. They did. Okay. June eighteenth. Uh, it's June eighteenth. Yeah, it's on that PDF. If you go down, yeah. and it it cycles over to the next. Yeah, that's oh, when they. Okay. That's when they have the Miles Davis um, live in Montreal from nineteen eighty three, which is you mm. know having a live album of Miles Davis come out now, is like finding a Mona Lisa. You know, it's just like, or a new Picasso, you know, it's just like unearthing things that have just been in somebody's attic. There was a Grateful Dead release a few years ago that they, the Grateful Dead never had a copy of it. They were actually, they performed on the back of a truck in like 1968. And mm -hmm. um, Mountain Girl, Jerry Garcia's wife or girlfriend, was going through one of the closets and found a cassette tape of that. And she sent it to the archives and everybody was like blown away. And they made a record today release of that. So, you know, it's 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 pretty cool how some of these things come out. Uh, Rory Gallagher, uh, his estate has been putting out releases. He has another one coming out now. Uh, they've done it for the last three years now. And, you know, Rory Gallagher is an unbelievable guitarist, probably one of the most underrated 
of the top British guitarists. He's not British, he's Irish, or from one of those Irish, Welsh, Irish. Um, but I mean, he was invited to join the Rolling Stones. You know, he turned the Rolling Stones down. Uh, he's just that kind of quality guitarist. Aerosmith has um, something pretty amazing coming out this year, and they did last year also. So, you know, there's always, always great stuff. It's very exciting. I, I just have piles. I mean, every, every record today, I can get like 20 or 30 releases, you know, and that happens two times, two times a year. One other nice thing about Record Store Day in April and June is when you're waiting outside in line, you know, it's it's the worst that's going to happen is you get a little rain. Black Friday could be a little rough sometimes. Yes, you know, yes, it can. <laughs> but usually, the but the Black Friday line, I will say, if you get there at like 6, 7 o'clock, at least at Scotty's, you're okay. You're, would you be like the fourth or fifth? Mm. Whereas if you get there at 6 or 7 on Record Store Day, you're going to be about the 50th person in line. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it, it definitely is much better to be sitting out uh, when there's no sun in the warmer months than when it's like below freezing and you're standing out there for even two hours. Yeah, there have uh, been a few times on Black Friday where I felt like, you know, I'm going to really deserve these when I get them. You know, <laughs> these, these are well earned. You know, Steve, uh, you know, we were talking about some of, uh, you know, uh, the records that we've gotten. Uh, you know, do you have anything that you you bought? At, you know, the, the few that you've gone that you just are like, I can't believe I have this. Well, that's the thing, too. I was going to kind of a point I was going to say is that the nice thing about Record Store Day is they always know that they're going to bring in people that are going to buy extra stuff outside of the Record Store Day releases. And so uh, one of the trips, this Denver trip, actually, it was just an insane haul that day. Probably the most records that I ever bought, which I think I ended up getting like 30, which is a lot. But one of the things I found was um, a tribe called Quest, the Low End Theory, which I had never mm. seen in the wild. Nice. One of my all-time favorites. And then Smashing Pumpkin Siamese Dream, which when I bought it, I looked at it and I was like, this is ridiculous. They were asking $40. But now that album goes for like $90 or $75 on the regular. And then I also saw Slater Kinney the Woods, which is nice. not too hard to find, but is like an all-time favorite. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of others, too. But I just felt like that day, you know, there was a couple of the Record Store Day exclusives that I looked at, and I just wasn't feeling it that year. And so it was just like looking for stuff that, and I think they pulled stuff from the back too, because I know that when I talked to the guy at Vintage Vinyl, he was like, that was a nice thing, especially during the pandemic. He was like, we went in the back because they were, I guess maybe they knew that they were about to close too. Mm. Um, but they were pulling stuff that they wouldn't normally list or no normally sell unless it was like, because maybe it was just a... a a thing that they were holding for a customer or who knows. Mm -hmm. So that's the one of the nice things of that trip was I just basically used it as an excuse to just buy records and support the yeah. record store, you know? So yeah. that's right. another well, nice that, thing. It, it is nice that when they, they're like, especially, you know, I've only, like I said, I've only been to a few places and the, at Scotty's, they let you in through the back where all mm -hmm. they, all of the records. They have store an isolated, is, right? Yeah. yeah, and then you go, once you're done, you leave, you can't come back, but you can peruse the re the rest of the store and, yes. you know, you just you just buy the rest. Which and, I love that. Yeah, I think it's cool. I've definitely, I've definitely picked up some stuff there. Um, but, I mean, for me, one of my, you know, I've, I've gotten a, a few few gems, especially recently where it's just like I wanted one. Like they re-released Robert Palmer's uh, first album, Sneaking Sally Through the Alley, which is I had – been dying to have that like you couldn't find that on vinyl that had been mm. released i think once or twice like in the 70s 
and then hadn't been on vinyl since, and they released that, so that was a good grab. And then, I mean, I had never, you know, really had a Velvet Underground album, and then one year they re-released Loaded with like this really cool purple black spiral, um, you know, spin art disc and i grabbed one and it's it's it looks and sounds amazing and i'm just so happy to have it because it's also probably one of the most uh um besides my wolfpack records probably the one that sells for the highest on discox so <laughs> yeah you know, it's the one that's worth the yeah. most yeah, yeah. Um, well that's what happens and that was a repressing you know which is great because like you were talking about uh steve was talking about siamese dream i mean you know they want to repress albums like that so you know they did it in a limited quantity in a really cool way and if you were to try to find an original copy you know from the 90s of Siamese Dream it would be 300 and something dollars so and and a lot of them are beat up and you know so um it's nice to have a new pressing come out even if it might be I don't know three or five thousand copies of it you yep. at that point you still feel lucky to get it yep hundred percent that was what it was too is like at the time I looked at my buddy and he grabbed one too I think it was the only two that were left but we look back and we're like, we totally got lucky because I'm sure other stores that would have sold out and we, we got lucky that we were in kind of early too. So, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely uh, like a situation where if you snooze, you lose, you know, so if you sleep, jump late, on it if you can. Um, and, and, you know, most things are still available during the day. I mean, you, most people don't have to, you know, get up at midnight and wait in line or get up at five o'clock in the morning. Most of the things are gonna you're gonna walk into a record store or a record store day and find things to buy you know plenty of things to buy yep well and it's also important to also look at whether it's a f uh, exclusive or a first release you know because right. there's been times when I've been like oh yeah I want this and they look at so it's like a first release and I'm like hmm I mean maybe it's a special edition version of it but also like I know that they you know do markups on on uh, record store day, so maybe I'll wait until it gets you know the other batch gets released, and you know. But it's also sometimes you're in you're there and you're like, I just want this, so I'm gonna grab it. But it is definitely cool because you know, Steve, you were mentioning you know how there have been a lot of B sides and extras that have been released, and you're like, eh, I don't want that. And I, I've got I've grabbed a couple of those. I think well, there some was a James... some I really like. Yeah, that's sure. Good point. Yeah, there was a blues one. It was literally like outtakes or like extras from this other live album but the, it the, it was still, it was still, still great. Is good yeah and i mean all the um, beatles b-sides and alternative takes like give me everything they have like give it to right me. but then but then there's also like you know stuff that's just like we talked about in our last episode the, that the eric burden and the greenhorns ep yep. that it's on spotify but you can't find that a physical copy of that anywhere sure. and i still you know love that that's there or like I don't think they're doing as many, but they used to do a lot of singles. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they used to release. There was a, I think there, like I, I grabbed a Shuggy Otis, uh, yes, a, a single from like, like 2014. Uh, there was also like a James. They, I think James Brown did a series of them, and I got like Past the Peas, or was nice. it? I guess JB's um, series. But like, there's like little stuff like that. Um, and Adam, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the first years I went, and I think it was on a Black Friday. And the only reason I went was because the Black Keys were releasing um, the Black Rock album. But when I got there, it was it was at a store in Newark, Delaware, because I was driving home from when I was living in in Maryland. But they were literally, if you bought any album, they would just give you a free seven inch. Like I think I got like a free John Mayer uh, cover of like Free Fallen, seven inch. And then I bought I also bought like a da uh, one of the Sharon Jones 
albums, and they gave me just a free seven inch of a Sharon Jones, uh, you know, single as well. So yeah, they, they, that was the kind of stuff they used to do until it got bigger, right? Yeah, they do a little. I mean, they they give you stickers, they give you pins, they give you you know little things like that. Yeah. I mean, they make a lot of money, you know. So it's it's yeah. a day where record stores are making a lot of money, the artists are making a lot of money, you know, um, the industry as a whole is making money. And if they give you a little sticker or an extra seven inch, they have sometimes they just have things that they, you know, give away to any everybody, you know, just to. Uh, they always have a record store bag, which is kind of yep. nice, like a little mm -hmm. tote bag. So each yeah. year they do those. So, you know, I mean, they're not giving away that much, but, you know, it's kind of right, nice. I mean, it's they, a nice gesture. I, I feel like in the beginning they did. Like that was like how they would get you is that they would they would give you like, oh, the first hundred people at the store get like a free slip mat. Um, yeah. Or we have like these, you know, uh, they used, I think they had promotional CDs for a yeah. while and like posters. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, for those of you who are listening and haven't gone, you know, at least go the day of and check it out because there's Support definitely some cool store. releases. Yeah, and, 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 and do it. This is Brendan Benson and you're listening to Dad Rocks. Let's talk about what's actually on the list. And Adam, you know, you know, we have some of the we've we've noted some of the ones that we're interested in. But what what are you eyeing like hardcore, like your top five, top ten that you're like must have? I don't necessarily have my top five or top ten right here, but I definitely have the list in front of me. And, um, <laughs> you know, I can just basically like, you know, um, read off the list of like what what's hitting me. You know, the Albert yeah. Eller, the Albert Eller five LP set is yeah. like definitely the top thing on my list without a doubt you know that is going to be incredible but it's free jazz you know and it's definitely not for everybody um uh, chet baker also has a, a a three lp set coming out um that i mentioned that um that bad company live album i mean i was eyeing that I, like and i was i wasn't sure if it was going to be a good one because sometimes you know they release the those albums that are just like eh but and but i having now knowing that this is the the first live you know, album that they put out, I might have to grab that too. Yeah. I mean, you know, to hear them live is to hear them, you know, I mean, they, yeah. their, their albums were really good and, you know, there's only 3000 of them. So, you know, you're not going to have a problem getting rid of it if you want to. I, <laughs> I was, I, I was amused with the black Pumas, you know, yes, because we were talking the, about that on yeah, chat. Yeah. The, they're, the they're putting out the um, six, seven inch box set. So I think the black Pumas get a, a huge award for um, releasing the same album more times than <laughs> four or five in times more, now in, in, in every single way possible. And this was a very creative way. I give them a lot yeah. of credit for that. Yeah. A, a collector's yeah. edition, seven inch box set of the same album that's been out for two years um <laughs> and I'm, i have the I'm, deluxe edition i i you know i have the, right. the one that they, the they, they, they released. Released. Yeah. edition yeah. yeah but 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 you know that could be something and for people who like seven inch box sets you know that's very cool um so, soul singles i give them i give them credit but yeah cracked me up yeah. i was like geez yeah i mean you know there's 4500 of them so they're they're gonna sell you know they're, they're figuring that they're gonna sell them yeah um the, the David Bowie EPs, there's an EP and a 10 inch, which looks really good. Yeah. Uh, the Nick Cave, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, which is interesting. It's live seeds. I, I haven't really looked into it, but it's funny because Nick Cave has kind of like pushed the, um, the Bad Seeds away for a while. And he's out with Warren Ellis now. His last three albums has been with Warren Ellis. Um, so for him to put out a, a live 
Bad Seeds album is really interesting to me, and I'm sure it really kicks. Um, you know, it's a two LP set. That's cool. Childish Gambino. Oh, that's coming out this this time. Um, yeah. Karen Dalton, who is definitely having her moment in the last couple of years. She actually had a release last year also. Um, you know, she was this incredible singer who was a recluse, but she was like originally in the early 60s singing with Bob Dylan and all these incredible mm. people and just like left the world and like lived in the middle of the desert by herself. But her records are unbelievable. And they're putting out this record. There's only 2000 copies coming out. It's called Shuck and Sugar. And um, I'm definitely getting that. Uh, Sandy Denny has a live album. That uh, Sandy, me. Sandy Denny, a lot of people don't know her either. But I mean, she's the only woman who sang with Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. And you know, mm. she was in Fairport Convention. Uh, the, the Doors, the LA Woman, there's 11,000 copies of that coming out. It's a four LP set. It's all the outtakes, all the alternative, all the outtakes, all of Jim cursing in the microphone, you know, um, (laughs) and, and, you know, of, of all of them, you know, LA woman is the one to hear Jim cursing in the microphone because that, (laughs) that, that was his worst moment. (laughs) That's that's definitely one that that was on my list for sure. The LA woman, but the, um, the Marson hotel, I have that one that came out the 50th anniversary, but all the, um, all the outtakes are were on CD. They weren't on vinyl. Oh, okay. Which I was kind of bummed with. I don't know if this LA Woman one. I guess it sounds. I guess it's all on vinyl. Yeah, all I vinyl. Guess oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. All the record stay releases they do on like it's usually three or four records. Um, so yep. uh, it's pretty cool. The That's other cool. one, yeah, definitely the, the, get that. the other artist who's going through their catalog like that is Fleetwood Mac. They're putting mm-hmm. out the alternative Fleetwood Mac. So basically, they put out the same album, whether whether it's Rumors or Tusk or whatever. Each year they do another album, and it's the alternative takes, and they just do the whole album like that. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young did one last year for um, mm-hmm. Deja Vu, and I didn't get it, and I'm still kicking myself because uh, my son got it, and I listened to it, and it's better than the original album. It's so oh, great. I, I picked up the, the nice. I picked up the alternative Moon Dance when that came out when Van Morrison released oh, okay. the alternative mm, Moon Dance. That would be good. That was a that was interesting just because you know of all the solos in all the different songs, especially Moon Dance itself was was totally it just sounded like a different song, and it was it was really cool yeah yeah i mean it's 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 very interesting you know how how they choose what they choose you know and for whatever reason whoever actually makes the decision to choose what takes you know they probably got paid a lot of money but looking (laughs) back you know it's it's really cool to have these opportunities to get these kind of you know records that you know 50 70 years later um so then uh going down the list again uh rocky erickson and the explosives he's doing uh they're releasing a live two lp set from 2007 that was kind of his comeback he was touring a little bit with the black angels he had actually never played in new york his entire career up until 2007 yeah um wow. and this is from new york um there's two bill evans uh releases guarantee getting those um rory gallagher live in san diego 74 two lp set uh uh, a kind of a weird psychedelic band from the 70s, Gong. It was D- David Allen's Gong. Mm. Um, they've been releasing some stuff. It's only for the really like um, people who are burnt to a crisp in the brain. You know, um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's out there. It's, but I, I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. So I grab those every chance I can get because how many could they be pressing? Um, the Grateful Dead's doing a 1972 pressing from um, London. Um, and that's a five LP set. They're only pressing 8,000 copies. Usually they've been going up to like 13 to 14,000 copies in the past. And it's kind of surprising that they're doing 8,000 here because they can sell them. You know, they, they can sell them and they could sell more than that. 
and they like money. So, you know, it surprised me when I saw <laughs> that, that was only 8,000 copies. Um, then there's this Jazz Sabbath. I don't know if you guys have heard about the Jazz Sabbath no, releases. I've, I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, they're, they're fun. So uh, I'm going to grab that. Hmm. Uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts are doing uh, acoustic versions acoustic, of like yeah. all their cool songs. Um, that's very cool. Let's see. Uh, this band that I really love that's been out for like a decade called La Femme. They're French. And actually their album that came out last year, Paradigms, was one of my favorite albums of the year last year. It was definitely in my top 10. And so they're putting out a full album right now called Paradis Paradigms Supplements. Um, and that's going to be on my top of my list as and uh delvon lamar organ trio they're mm -hmm. out of seattle mm -hmm. yeah. and um they're, they're, yeah their albums they're on coal mine records but they remind me of like blue note records of like organ trios from the like 50s jimmy smith 50s. type stuff and exactly and so they they have this live album live in loveland and it's a two lp set 7500 copies uh the lumineers are putting out a 10 inch um part of what they just did on the last recording sessions. So, you know, as if the two record set wasn't enough that they just put out, but that's cool. Um, Charlie Mingus is doing a lost album from Ronnie Scott's. Um, the Joni Mitchell is continuing her archives, you know, by putting out um, highlights from the blue sessions. And she just did a whole um, thing with um, Brandy Carlisle. She had a concert at Carnegie Hall, so she's definitely in a blue mood. Uh, mm -hmm. They did blue in its entirety there. Uh, Motorhead did the Lost Tapes Volume 1 last year. It was, um, I realized that I'm not that cool when I listened to that record. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to like it, you know, and I just, I don't know. I couldn't, you know, whatever. Uh, but they're putting out Volume 2, and I'm going to try it, you know. I'm, I'm always up for trying to... Um, learn things and, you know, see what they're about more than I know. Uh, yeah. Casey Musgraves is doing a picture disc vinyl, you know. I mean, I think she looks pretty nice, so I don't mind a picture disc. <laughs> yeah, it's probably have a good um, picture of her on that, so that'll help. Yeah, and she's going to do it, definitely do a good picture for sure, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it, yeah. but I'm not worried. Uh, <laughs> Willie Nelson, um, I don't have a big Willie Nelson collection, but, you know, I like seeing him in concert whenever I can. And he's doing the uh, a live from um, 1974, two LP set. And he hasn't really done that much for Record Store Day, so this is going to be interesting, and I'm up for that. And um, Nico is is pretty cool. There's a live Nico album. And Nico, in her career, you know, she was on the first Velvet Underground record, but she only put out a handful of albums on her own. And so they have um, actually two, two different things coming out this year, but the live album is really intriguing. Um, it came out, I think it was pretty much right before sh her death, you know, the, the concert that that happened. So that's cool. And it was never released before. Uh, Laura Nero has a uh, live in Japan. Um, she used to be great, but people forget her. So uh, I didn't, but I'm grabbing that. Uh, Art Pepper, um, his album, he did a box set last year. It was his home recordings and it was like a five or six album set. And it was just stuff he recorded at home and they just put it in a box somewhere and his wife or somebody found it and it was great. This is um, Art Pepper meets the rhythm section. And what that was, was he found out one day in like 1957 that he was hired to do a session. And he found out the morning of the session that he was going to be playing with Miles Davis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you Amazing. know, how do you prepare for that at the last minute? So this is that session. It was actually never released. So, oh, you know, wow. once again, you know, I don't think Miles is on it. Um, mm. I think that it's the rhythm section. I'm not mm. sure because I really don't dig too deep into these things, you know, until um, my son does. My son give, gave me a whole printout of every little thing, you know, and um, but I didn't really read it. You know, I'm just going to go and find things. Um, the Pixies uh, live at Coachella 2004, mm -hmm. you know, that should be pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was their big comeback. That was when they first, they first reunited, and, I believe. And, um, and I got something for Joe. Uh, the Ramones are putting out their entire Sire albums on a box set, seven yeah. LP set. Um, that, that probably will make you feel poor. But, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and again, you'll, you'll have everything and it's all remastered and I'm sure it's going to be really cool. Um, Lou Reed and Chris Christopherson at the bottom line. Uh, the bottom line, ha they recorded every single show that ever happened at the bottom line. Mm -hmm. and so that's another interesting thing about Records Today is like Ronnie Scott's has been doing it, like different venues have been doing it. So now I start seeing a few things coming out from the bottom line and I know what they, you know, the bands that Quality played there because I used, I, used yeah. I used to live there practically. So... Um, that's interesting. That's a three record set. And I'm looking for more bottom line releases. Um, maybe like an early Bruce Springsteen one, you know, would be a pretty good one. Um, the replacements are doing, um, a, it, it was a concert that they did for like French radio station. And, um, you know, that that's going to be great. And St. Vincent has an LP coming out exclusive for records today. It's the soundtrack album. So, you know, there's a lot of soundtrack freaks coming to records today. And I didn't, Never really realized how important soundtrack records were to a lot of people until I started standing in line talking to these people at records today. And sometimes, you know, you talk to people like that about like records in their collection. And then I start realizing what I must sound like to other people, you know. So, you know, people are just very focused on what they are zoned in on. And it's really cool. I, I really appreciate that. Um, and I'm going to get the soundtrack of St. Vincent because I think St. Vincent is awesome. Um, Peter Tosh. Um, has a live a live set coming out two LPs. You can already see how much money I would spend. Uh, and and uh, Wayus Blood, uh, she's a really cool uh, new artist. She's been around for a while, but she's like for a lot of people, she's new. And that's an exclusive also, which is pretty incredible. It's, um, the Innocence, and it's a single LP. And um, that's pretty much it for me. But usually, I say that all the time, and then I go there and I wind up with twice as much. You know, yeah. because, you know, the record stores, they, the record stores that I go to, they all know me. So when I go in there, they're like, oh, you're not getting this. You know, do you know this about it? And, you know, and all of a sudden I have, you know, five or ten more records. Or when I'm standing in line and talking to people, you know, I find out things that like weren't I didn't zone in on on the list. And then I just kind of find out organically about things that I feel like I need, you know, and when I need something, look out world. Adam listed um, a, a few of the ones that I jotted down the the doors la woman uh the joan jet uh acoustic sounds pretty interesting the pixies one live at coachella um he did not mention which i saw on the list uh peppa pig peppa's, <laughs> peppa's adventures colon the album huge. that's a 1700 uh vinyl pressing for all you uh hardcore peppa pig fans out there so i'm sure people will be waiting all night <laughs> to get the um 180 gram Peppa Pig adventure vinyl album. I also have uh, Lou Reed, I'm So Free, the 1971 RCA demos. It sounds pretty cool. Um, and there was a few um, compilations. I was just looking at the list that looked pretty cool. There's a punk one, punk 45, like punk for, uh, singles, 77 to 78. There's a cool um, ska rock steady one, 100% uh, dynamite. Uh, I've seen uh, WFMU plays some stuff from that album in the past, and that'd be pretty cool one to have. So yeah, pretty much that's you know, the, and and that Ramones one. But although I'm not a huge, yeah, I don't think I need like the late '80s Ramones, but um, it would be cool to have the whole thing, the whole decade, I guess, in one in one shot would be kind of cool. That's a coffee table set. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes those box sets are fun. I bought the, uh, you know, it wasn't a record store day one, but I bought the the box set of the, all the Faces albums. Uh, yeah, they were cool. released on vinyl, and you know. It's just nice to have, you know, you're like, this may be $200, but that's also like, you think about how many records you're paying for. Yes. And, you know, it's it's worth having sometimes, especially if you're going to keep them for a long time. Yeah. yeah you got Ron Wood and um, and um, Rod Stewart at their finest moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, Steve, what do you got on your list? So uh, I, and I'm very averse to picture discs. I just got an MC5 picture disc le- legitimately just because it had the, the White Panther logo and everything on it, but otherwise I kind of avoid them. But Devo is doing a 40th anniversary pressing of Oh No, It's Devo, which is like the last of their big run before they kind of broke up in the 80s. And I just feel like it's a picture disc and it's Devo, so I'm sure it's going to be a little eclectic and probably have some cool packaging. So I will definitely uh, consider that one. Plus, I just need to add more Devo to my collection. And then um, I saw this just on the list, um, but I'm always down for like some underground funk and soul. The Pharaohs in the basement, they're like a Chicago band and it seems like a lot of jams. I think they had like one album that actually was released and this is kind of like their B-sides and extras, but I listened to it today and it was great. So definitely want to check that out. And then there is a Aquarium Drunkard compilation and basically he did a... a collection of the newest wave of Brazilian music. So it's called, and I'm horrible with Portuguese, but Atenção Novos Sons de Brazil. So New Songs of Brazil. And it's like, I think, 10 songs curated, but almost every song on that comp is like really good. Some of it has some jazz bossa nova vibe. Some of it has some almost like pop. Some of it has some just like psychedelic vibe. But just, I guess, like what's coming from Brazil. And then I just wanted to make a honorable mention to, even though I have most of the songs on this one, I still might get it because I don't have Venus actually on record. Um, but mm. Shocking Blue at home, the singles, and it's just like a mixture of various singles. And I have like half the songs. So I was like, you know what? I might check that out. So yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, you know, for me, usually with these, um, there's always at least the last few times there's been like one that I've wanted. Like there was the Robert Palmer mm-hmm. last year. Um, and then you know, the little feet album, I was like, I just need one, you know, I'm not going to spend a whole lot. Just let me grab that. Um, and this year there's definitely, there's a couple. Um, but the, the one that I, I'm definitely eyeing and I need to, to grab is the Nick Lowe wireless world record. Um, and I was doing, I was looking at it and I was like, well, this is just, you know, the, the Jesus of cool album. And like, and it, it is, it's the, the original version of it. Cause I guess they re-released it or like they changed the order of it and changed the title. Um, you know, that album is just fantastic. So I need to, I need to get that one. And then there's also this series that for the first, I guess, five years, uh, I grabbed. It's the Sun, the Sun Records curated by Record Store Day, and they always have a really, they always have really cool stuff on there. And this one is the Sam Phillips years, so it's like a bunch of the early stuff, it seems. And for someone who's not a big country fan, but just to have like some great, good quality early, you know, that that late fifties, early sixties. Uh, you know, country music stuff. It's it, it's great, and you know, Price what's and interesting about, too. Yeah, and and what's interesting about that series is I think like 
volume three and four was more later on when they were getting more into like kind of not just country. And there's some really cool stuff on there. You know, nothing you would even really know, but it's always, and they're, you know, they're usually, you know, fairly priced uh, like 20, 25 bucks or something. So it's always a good pickup. Um, and I didn't realize that this was coming out uh, uh, in the June 18th uh, drop, but the Jim James doing, you know, the recent or most of the, the recent release acoustic. Uh, I'm going to try to grab that because, you know, I, I love the, the new album and him by himself is, is always a, a, an interesting, uh, fun listen. Definitely a lot of other things that I would love to pick up, but you know, as Adam said, you're gonna you're gonna go in and you're gonna be spending a lot of money, so you got to pick and choose uh, what it is that you're gonna you know want to buy. Again, if I can get that Nick Lowe record, I'll be happy. That's that's the one that I want, yeah. and that you know if, if I can grab that, I'm I'm good. But yeah, I mean, Joe, I got to tell you, I definitely go to the one in in the yeah. UK. It's probably gonna be a, a yeah. Scene. You gotta check it out at least at least once. I definitely want to. I'm kind of mad that you know it's gonna land on this day. Obviously, it's gonna be super hard to. To, to swing that, you know. Well, June 18th, um, we get a, you get another chance in, yeah, in yeah. June. June 18th, then yeah, hopefully I'm around because I now I the, my my list here that I jotted down. I'm like, oh man, now I really want these. <laughs> I may yeah. I may have to nudge some of you guys to like, hey, yeah. hey someone's hey, going. Listen, uh, no, this hey. is I, I, I do that all, do that. I do yeah. all the time. Like you know. I my like my I mentioned yeah. my friend Henry. We'll text each other because we live in different cool. areas. I go to the one in you know in Westwood up here. He'll go to the one. What's the one in Wayne? Uh, sound. Oh, Sound uh, Exchange. Yeah, Sound Exchange. So he'll go up there, and we'll be like, "This is what we're looking for. If you see it, grab it." Yep. Um, and we've done that a bunch of times for each other because we don't we always cool. don't want the same things. Mm-hmm. And so I'll grab grab something for him. You know, we'll Venmo awesome. each other, and then. We got our records that we yeah, wanted without yeah. having to, Very cool. to really, you know, jump around like Adam said. It's good to, to bump, you know, bump around. I actually texted Adam, I think, uh, this past year and was like, yeah. are you getting the Little Feet album? And you're like, yes. I was like, okay, because <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make sure I got that. I, you know, I knew he, I already saw his pictures that he was standing in line at 2 a.m. in the rain. You yeah, know, they, had, uh, they had actually released that on vinyl and on CD. And I have an, uh, another friend who wanted it any way he could get it and so and he lives in a place where there's like no real easy record stores so i bought them i bought him the cd and and delivered it to him um yeah and uh you know that's just a great thing to do for somebody because you know that's like gold so that's like yeah. you know the best thing you could ever give anybody is that kind of music i, I will say this it's interesting um that i mean i'm, I'm I, I i guess i'm kind of surprised but not all the record stores do record store day i remember when i was in newark Delaware for a different reason, and I went on Black Friday, and we went to two different record stores. One, I think it was it's Rainbow Records, which is a great record store if you're ever there. It's right by the University of Delaware campus. Um, was doing Black Friday that day because we were down there at Thanksgiving, and then I went to another one, and they weren't. And I said, "You guys, your record store?" They no, you know, we don't deal with that capitalist that stuff. So some don't, I guess, yeah, you know, mm. and. So you definitely have to call ahead. They do have a list on on recordstoreday.com to yep. to check it out and you know even just call ahead like Adam said find out what they're potentially buying. Um and there are, you know, if you can't get there, I remember I bought stuff from this place in Atlanta or is it Athens somewhere in Georgia, either Athens or Atlanta and they still had a, a bunch of stuff that you could just, you know, at, at noon you could buy start buying stuff online. Um you know I was unsuccessful when they had the the record store drops of buying stuff from Amoeba out in California because you know they'll sell out nonstop. But like, 
definitely, even if you can't get there, check online and, and you know, there's always places that'll have it. Yeah, and also you can go to the record stores the following day on the Sunday and you'd be surprised how many records they still have left. You'd be surprised at how many records they have left from two years ago, Record Store Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that are, you know, very, very well priced, uh, uh, you know, marked down. I know that's going to be a problem uh, of getting too many of the thing that you, you or you anticipate. I think there was a year that like the Scotties anticipated selling a bunch of Taylor Swift and they didn't like they sold mm. like three or something. I think there was also a Grateful Dead one time that they try, they thought they'd sell a lot of and they didn't. There are some ones like that. That's why I'm looking at the list. It kind of makes me laugh. Like I mentioned Peppa Pig, but there's other ones like that where I'm like, that this one's not going to sell, you know, doesn't matter how many copies. Like there's some random thing. There's some, you know, I don't want to say cheesy, but there's sort of some random ones in, thrown in there. There's a lot, mostly it's all cool stuff. And then there's like, what, what well, is like that Well, like the Peppa one? Pig, right? Like who's going to pick right. up the Peppa Pig? Like, where did that come from? Well, right. that. You don't know because, I mean, there's there's also the series, this Rockabye Baby that, uh-huh. does, yeah. that does like very like chill versions. I bought my friend the Tom Petty version because he just had a kid. He loves Tom Petty. Why not throw in a vinyl record? Get your kids into music, sure. you know, at an early age and in that way. So, you know, they do a good job catering for that. But I mean, yeah, like a, I don't know who's going to pick up the Nicki Minaj album when that comes out. But right. Well, how about like L.A. Guns? I mean, there's an L.A. Guns <laughs> well, like forget, you know, is I'm like <laughs> get the Eddie Trunk. Uh, you know, Trunk <laughs> yeah. Nation to come out. He's yep. against uh, vinyl. He, he, he's uh, only only listens to CD. Eddie Trunk. Of course. <laughs> I mean, you don't know who's going to pick up the Nicki Minaj, but there, that yeah. could sell. That could be the first thing that sells out. Yeah. Well, exactly. obviously, I mean, yeah. well, Taylor big. Swift. Taylor Swift is there. Uh, is the ambassador for Record Store Day this yes. year? Yes. And yes. Have, yeah. You, you have that. a lot yep. of kids who are getting into records. A lot of younger people. Um, you know, I feel weird saying that as the youngest of this group, but it's like, you know, yeah. a lot of people in their teens who will who will come come and g- grab the records. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great day. I'm glad we were able to talk about it this year. And, you know, it was a pleasure having you again, Adam. Uh, at yeah, at some you. point, we're going to we're going to have to talk more about your vinyl collection and, you know, do a deeper dive and. You know, yeah, let's go live from the ranch. <laughs> we should. We should do sure. a a live Instagram or, or something yeah, at some point. That will definitely be a multi-part episode. <laughs> that would be like a whole season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like our concert one with you. But that yeah. that was yeah. uh, you know fantastic one too. But you know, Adam, again, thanks for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Definitely, sure. you made me interested in a couple of records I wasn't so sure of. Like that Bad Company record definitely is one that I'm going to try to grab if it is available to me. Yeah. Uh, knowing a well, you can't get enough of their love. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks again for you know coming on, and we hope to have you back on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode, and a special thanks to Adam Shanker for coming on to the show. You can follow Adam on Instagram at adam.shanker, where you'll find a ton of great pictures of shows he's gone to, as well as information on musicians that he loves. You can learn more about Record Store Day, including what stores are hosting the event and what's on the list, by going to recordstoreday.com. I strongly suggest checking out an event if there's a store near you hosting, regardless of what time you get there, as it's always a great atmosphere, and you'd be supporting a local business. 
If you enjoyed what you heard and haven't already, go ahead and follow, like, subscribe, or whatever you need to do to automatically get new episodes of the podcast. We'd also really appreciate it if you left a review on whichever podcasting platform you use or just told a friend or two about the show. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and Twitter at DadRocksPod, as well as on Facebook by just searching up Dad Rocks Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or any show ideas for us, or just want to give us a shout, you can always message us on those social media outlets or email us at dadrockspod at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and remember, dads, you rock.